All right, what's going on, everyone? Thank you for joining me once again on The Michael Mars Show. Today is Thursday, September 17th, 2020. This is Season 2, Episode 32. And I am joined today by Virginia Tech animal and longtime homie, Eric Palmer. Why don't you say what's up to everyone, good man? What's going on, people? Good to be here. Yeah, dude. It, it took a while to get you on. We should have done one in the summer, but, you know, busy schedules. But nevertheless, dude, getting you here early on in the semester. Let's waste no time. Should we get into some Virginia Tech questions to start the pod? I'm out for it. Yes, sir. All right. Uh, as you guys probably know, if you're from the, the Blacksburg area, Christiansburg, or Radford Town, Virginia Tech has the food spots on and off you campus. You guys literally have anything you could imagine, anything you could possibly imagine. But uh, what's your preference? What's, what are your top three food spots, like I said, on or off campus, whichever one? Let's see. I'd probably have to start somewhere on campus. I mean, all the dining halls are great. Like, I mean, obviously, like, we're world-renowned for that. But I'd have to say Brugger's. Always a good way to start the day. Get some nice uh, breakfast sandwiches in. Oh, they got breakfast sammies? Yeah, dude. They, they got some, uh, they actually have some nice lunch sandwiches too, but like they're unmatched. The line's always like out, out the f-ing door, of course, though, but they're, they're, they're bomb. Now, how does that rival Bagel Shop in Ashburn? Dude, low key recently, Bagel Shop hasn't been doing it for me. Yeah, yet. no, I agree. Right. Last couple of years, but like, have you ever like, been to um, Delhi South in Leesburg? I don't think so. Oh, Kevin Mia's got me. Shout out Kevin. Kevin Mia's got me hip to. Um, to Delhi South. I'm not gonna keep going with your. No, I got you. Sure. I got you. Um, so I'd have to say there. Um, we're like right on the center of Main Street. So like we got Waffle House. We got um, this place Italiano's. That's gonna be my number two for sure. Just the prices are unbeatable. The amount of food they just loaded up. It's like a weird combination of Italian and Mediterranean food. So it's like they got pizza, calzones. They got it all. But then Italianos, also, you better have all the Italian foods if you're gonna be Italian. But then they're also like throwing out like euros, like a bunch of lamb products, which I mean, like they're gas, but like it's quite interesting. It, it, it's setting. a weird mix. Like, college kids eating some lamb, and it's like <sighs> they're they're like a late night place. So like they'll be open to like three thirty, I think, on weekends. So it's like you're walking in, they just got like the rotisserie thing with the lamb. They're just like carving it up like at two a.m. and you're like, this is light. I feel like every <laughs> restaurant at Virginia Tech's campus, like when I was, because I went to Waffle House um, this past weekend at like one thirty in the morning. Dude, like, the place was bumping. Yeah. Like not just was Waffle because Waffle House was crowded, but like. Insomnia cookies down the street. Mm-hmm. I can see the, like some some buzz going on down there. Like just kids walking around. Exactly. I was like, boys, it's one o'clock. Like, should we be going to bed soon, eh? Hey, but um, nice. hey, what's your number three? Uh, do you guys have a McAdoo's around here? I'd say McAdoo's. Mm. I know there's one in Christiansburg. It's like a, a pub bar type joint. The atmosphere there is just crazy. It's like you walk in. There's like a moose head, like one of those uh, taxidermy things, just like at the front center, um, and then. There's like a King Kong statue like hanging from the ceiling. He's oh, got like the chicken in his hand, whatnot. They what got a movie. But they got dope sandwiches. They got some nice wings. Like a whole ass menu. It's a good selection. I'd say, definitely say there for number three. But yeah, that's that's some good looking restaurants. Or I mean, I've only been to I think I've been to Italianos, but I've never been to McAdoo's. And um, what, what was your first one again? Uh, Brugger's. That one's Brugger's, on yeah, I was just, I've never so, been to Brugger's. Yeah, they right. usually close at like two or three just because they run out of Yeah, we got we got to branch out more. I feel like when when I come down to tech, cause I'm there like. As you guys know, like I'm there all the time. Um, yeah, we got we got to start branching out these new dude, restaurants. The it, thing is, dude, I just burn through money when I go there. I'm just cooking through money. Um, yeah, that, that that sounds like some good talk right there. Um, now, this is something I actually really want to talk about, and um, this is why we're getting into it as our second topic. Uh, Eric's fraternity, Teak at Virginia Tech, is uh, doing a collaboration with St. Jude. They have a project that they're doing through St. Jude uh, or for St. Jude. Um, you want to explain to everyone, our listeners, like what, what you guys yeah. are doing? So basically it's like every year we have, um, our teak week, which is just our, uh, philanthropy week where we go balls to the wall, raise money for St. Jude. We, uh, obviously get, usually get everyone involved like around campus, whether it's like a bingo night, whether it's like a talent show, whether it might be whatever we, we do like the, the head shaving things where it's like you auction off a head. Uh-huh. Um, do you ever get kids like that aren't in your fraternity that do it? Like some kids just get so, to... No, not, not typically, because like we're usually, we usually get a lot more help from sororities just between like the guy to go, go to girl. Mm-hmm. But like the guy, the fraternities that do help out, no, I wouldn't say they, <laughs> they would go that distance. Yeah. Unless like, I, I personally haven't seen or met someone, but like if they say knew someone or had like, say even like a sister or brother that was like a patient, like they might, but mm-hmm. we actually have, there's uh, one brother that would, was a patient at St. Jude when he was a kid. He uh, he actually went to Tuscarora, but he really? yeah he joined this past year. He's a sophomore now. Oh, he's only a sophomore. Yeah, so I mean it's so just it, crazy like that reach because like 
Yeah, it's especially special to him. Mm -hmm. and, and I mean, like, I mean, one of the reasons he wanted to join us was obviously because that meant so much to him. Because, yeah. I mean, like, obviously, a big part of the fraternity life is you have your social life, you have your connections, but, like, end of the day, for us, a big part of it is just being able to do that. Yeah, philanthropy work is super important, and I feel like a lot of uh, fraternities and sororities don't really emphasize that, like, mm -hmm. like helping out the community and, um, you know, charities and stuff yeah. like that. They're more into, I mean, I'm not saying all of them. Yeah. I mean, of course, there's plenty that do their fair share and, and hats off to them, but um, at least around here, I feel like there's not as yeah. much philanthropy work as I, it should be. And, I mean, even if it's, like, something local, it's, like, you can still be helping out, but it's just, like, the extent that you're going to, how far you're going, willing to go for it, it's just, like, the big things. And it's, like, some kids, like, they're going to put their life on the line. Some kids are, like, all right, like, I'm not going to do this. Yeah. And it's, like, those are just the freeloaders. And, like, some people, like, try to take credit for stuff like that, too, when they're not, like, really trying just because, like, the, the rest of the group succeed. It's, like, grabbing the bench, like, on a championship team. Yeah. Almost, and just like trying try to brag about it, and it's like, yeah, I know what you mean? Riding the bench on a Jerry Tree, that <laughs> but uh, yeah, we were talking off camera before we started. Um, why don't you tell everyone how successful this has been for you guys in the past? Yeah, in terms so, of money raised. So, so, since I've been there, it's 300k raised in the past two years, and it's like every year we have that week, so it's like within that week, we raise 150k every year, but in the past four years, it's 650k. That's insane. And, and that's just, I just want to emphasize, that's just Teak at Radford. Just one fraternity. Rad Virginia Tech. Virginia Tech, what did I say? You said Radford. Oh, not Radford. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no, you're Radford. Teak here at <laughs> uh, Yeah, shout out Virginia Tech. But uh, yeah, just Teak at Virginia Tech. That's yeah. honestly uh, incredible. And, and it's like, obviously, we get help from a lot of the sororities and fraternities, but it's like people within our chapter, like reaching out family members, just doing whatever we possibly can to raise as much money for the kids. I mean, it's really what it's about, obviously. Yeah, that is uh, so awesome. Uh, when does uh, like when do you guys stop taking donations and, and and fundraising and stuff? So it's like every person has like their personal page and like they're trying to get donations within that week. It's usually, I think, April. Like, it, it differs depending on like when spring break is. When like, we so have, it's, like, so it's basically the entire year. No, no, no. I mean, like, we'll, we'll take, like, donations a couple, like, weeks ahead. Like, say, like, oh, this person reached out. They're like, yeah, I want to donate. Like, you can add it to that page. But okay. it's, like, that, like, it, the chapter as a whole, it, like, closes off after that week. So it's, like, once we get to, like, whatever. So it's, like, we had that whole week to try and meet our quota. This year was, like, 150. We ended up getting, like, 163K total by the end of the week, I think. Nice. But, yeah, like, it's not, like, a year-round thing. It's, yeah. like, because, I mean, obviously people are not going to go out of their way and donate, like, throughout the year it's like it's, some people like i mean like my family members know like i'm gonna be hitting them up every year like now <laughs> like around that time now so um because this is your third year in teak your third year doing this uh how different is it this year because of covid and everything like that like is it actually like is it a lot more challenging for you guys i, I was about to say we actually had a virtual teak week this past year and surprisingly it went great just between um our uh philanthropy chairs organizing it making it so like it ran smoothly getting a lot of people on board we actually had a uh, st jude rep do like a i wouldn't say like a, maybe like a happy hour call type thing where it's like you get on everyone's like trying to do this post on social media just try and like spread the word try and bring in money um so that was really cool because like throughout that she was like giving us a tour she was like showing us like a lot of because normally we actually go to the hospital we weren't able to this last year because of corona yeah but we were still able to have like a uh, successful week in terms of fundraising yeah so, i mean that's incredibly awesome man shout out to you guys <laughs> shout out to teak at regina tech um make sure to get in touch with eric and uh and make a donation i mean any amount makes a difference um it's going to be in the link in the description below it's going to be at the top of the description so make sure to uh, get in touch with eric or if you know someone else at teak at virginia tech get in touch with them and help make a difference because what you guys are doing is like really really awesome it's like a great feeling too just knowing that you're making a difference in people's lives yeah and about like the hospital it's like normally you get to go see like the kids like you get to visit them in their rooms see what they're doing like they have like artwork all over the wall the hospital is beautiful like the founder is actually um a former team guy which is why like every teeth chapter nationally does it. Mm -hmm. And it's just crazy what that institution's like. And it's just like life changing to see what those kids go through, like how strong they are, how like. How, yeah, they're, they're incredibly strong, dude. I mean, incredibly strong, incredibly brave. And they were put in a situation that they can't control. Exactly. So it's only right for us to help as much as we possibly can. So props to you guys. Like I said, top of the description, please make a donation. But um, you want to move on to another Virginia Tech topic question? Okay, Before so. Um, 
we haven't really been able to uh, experience it much this year, but or actually at all. But Center Street, uh, big big time celebration at Virginia Tech on game days. But um, what is your best Center Street story or best game day story? Uh, I think I think I know yeah. what's coming my way. But yeah, I told you a little bit about this before. So I mean, as you know, Center can be like 40,000 people if it's a good week. Like I mean, Long Notre Dame, the like block it's is hot. It's like the whole student population's there, and then some. Yeah, but I think this was the UNC game, the game that went into four overtimes last year. Six, six. Oh, six. six over, yeah, six overtimes. Even worse because I, <laughs> I'll get into it. So um, the tailgate was business as usual. Obviously, you do your drinking. Uh, it's like fifteen minutes before game time. The cops come around, shuffle everyone into the stadium. So, I mean, I watched the first half, but come halftime, I'm just like, I, I can't sit around and walk and stand anymore for this. I just need to go home, get some food in me. Uh-huh. So, uh, me and some of my pledge brothers start walking to Chick-fil-A. We get to Chick-fil-A like five minutes out from the stadium, and I reach my wallet to go, uh, grab my student ID so I can get my food, obviously. Wallet's not there. So, in my head, I'm just freaking out. I'm still slightly drunk. I'm just like, all right, this is not good. Your this heart drops. Literally. When you like, go for your phone or your wallet and it's not there, it's like... I was literally like just trying to go home, chill, watch the rest of the game. I'm like this is the worst possible thing I have to deal with right now. So uh-huh. I sprint back to the stadium. Don't know why I sprinted, but <laughs> yet again, slightly drunk. Um, searching for it on the way, didn't find it. They let me back in the stadium for some reason. I don't know why. That, that's crazy. <laughs> you told me that. I was like, dude, I'm just going to start running into the stadiums and just be like, I lost my phone, I lost my phone. Because, like, cool. like, I mean... I, I can tell you whether they're college kids doing it or locals. I mean, you weren't lying. Like, I mean, you're, yeah, no, like, I mean, I was genuinely like, I yeah. want to find my wallet. Yeah. So, I mean, just, they fortunately let me back in. I'd go up to the stands, try and find it, ask the people around if they saw it. No one did. So, I'm like, all right, this is not good. I got more ground to search. I mean, this is all between going from like center to the stadium to Chick fil A, and now I'm trying to trace my steps back. So, I Try going back to the tailgate, and at this point, it's just like a war zone, like mud everywhere, trash everywhere. Yeah, it's an absolute crime scene in Center Street <laughs> when, when it's concluded. And I mean, in my head, I'm like, I'm not gonna find this. So I'm, I just went up to a, one of our pledges that was starting to clean up, like asked him if he saw it. No luck. Asked one of the girls at the house that we uh, used to tailgate. No luck. So I'm like, all right, might as well uh, just cancel my card, move on, get a new ID, figure it out. Um, and then I started walking back to Chick-fil-A because I'm like, right, I need to get some food in me. Hopefully one of my friends will just buy me a sandwich or something. And so we eat. We're like, all right, let's go home. We go to hit the bus. As I'm walking back across the drill field to hit the bus, I'm like, I can't get on this bus unless I have my hokey pee. Yeah. Like, and hokey pee is the student ID, just for, yeah, yeah. Just for people who don't know. So it's like, yeah, you have to pay the, the fare, obviously, if you don't have that. But for students, you can ride free. So I'm like, all right, this isn't good. So I'm just standing there like, what do I do? And it was like a little bit chilly out. This was like, I think early November, late October. So I just throw my hands in my pockets real quick. Next thing I know, I pull out my wallet out of my front pocket. And I'm just like, I, I just spent 30 minutes just frustrated, like trying to search for this. And I mean, thankfully I found it out. I, I canceled my card like five minutes, 10 minutes prior to that. So I was just like, Dang. I can't use my card now. So, I mean, I was able to get on the bus at least. So me and my one boy were going to try and get on the bus. We're like, the bus leaves in two minutes. We're like in the middle of the drill field. It's like another couple hundred feet. So like as we're on the street walking up the bus, the door's shut. So we like try sprinting up, like, yo, let us in. Like uh-huh. the bus pulls away. I go in the middle of the street, just right behind the bus, just hands up, like Dude, so defeated. I wish I had a picture of that. A picture of you just like this and the bus just and, going. And it's still me just drunk. And I'm like, are you serious? Like I after I just went through all that process trying to find my phone with or not my phone, my wallet, but it was just that's something and ended up that's a deflating story it really is and then ended up walking back home like a 45 50 minute walk to fox ridge which is out in the boonies of blacksburg of course and watch the rest of the game and i'm like all right this game's going to six overtimes i was just at this game i could have been watching the longest football game in college football history and and our team all are like virginia tech also won i'm just like yeah but we had a good night though because i remember we 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 left the game when it when it ended and um, I'm pretty sure we just do a party back in back in I mean, that night. I mean, it was a good night for sure. Yeah, it was, it was definitely a good night. I remember the party vibes were, were solid. But um, now, do you usually put your phone in your wallet in like, like I always put my phone in my right pocket. Yeah, so I was about to I say always, 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 always. Because I just like that instinct. Yep, and I always put my wallet in my left pocket with my chapstick. So <laughs> The chapstick always. Yeah, I always got the bird's bees. Um, but do you do like... Did you have like your wallet in the wrong pocket that day, or like how did that? How did you miss it? I think it was like, uh, 
So like, I mean, you're going to tailgate, you're going to throw on some khaki shorts. When I'm wearing jeans or khakis, I I always throw my wallet in my back pocket. So I was like, it's not here. Mm-hmm. And I think it was just in my front left pocket. In the back, back pocket? That's interesting. Is, you're utilizing the back pockets? Yeah, because I mean, I don't know. I thought they were just, just there for show. I mean... I don't know. I try. I try to. Use I might be wrong. Everyone might use the I, back pockets. I also feel like I tend to lose my wallet more if it's like if I'm like a shorts or sweats or something. Yeah. Because like when you sit like this, like your the pocket's going down, so it's, it's exposed. exposed. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Where it's like, it's it's tight when you're sitting on it. Oh, it's, yeah. it's not going. I mean, I didn't lose it. I just thought yeah. I lost it. <laughs> yeah. No. I hate when that happens. Like when you're looking for something and it's just like right in front of you. Like I'll like I'll like look for my AirPods and I'll be like, where are they? Where are they? And I'll be like. I'll, like touch my ears. <laughs> That's the worst. My ears. I'll be like, oh. you're like, you're, you're like sunglasses or something. They're like on your hat or literally just like. Yeah, it's the worst. No, that's how I broke my my glasses this year. Is I had them on the back of my head, and um, they got like knocked off, and I like couldn't find where they were, and I just took a step back and just crunched oh, up. Oh dang! Were they nice sunglasses or? They were Ray Bans. Oh, but it, I mean, it actually ended up working. I think I told this on the podcast not too long ago, but I had, I broke the lens. But the frame was still intact. Okay. So I took it to my eye doctor and I was like, hey, can I pay you Ooh. to put in my prescription lens? They sent it away. It was only 30 bucks. That's Shout crazy. Out my mom's for that one. Yeah. Um, she sent them to me like a week ago, like two weeks ago. I love them. That's crazy because like if you sent those to Ray-Bans to like just get like the original frames, they'd be like 50 or 60 bucks. Yeah. Maybe so some prescription ones. Yeah, like. custom prescription frames. So uh, That's absurd. Yeah, so I'm loving that. Um, should we get into a little sports update? Oh, a little Redskins? You always Redskins. Know, ready. Uh, yeah, the Washington football team is undefeated. Uh, 1-0. and We beat the Eagles. We were down 17-0 at half on Sunday. Came back to win 27-17. 27 unanswered points. Eight sacks by our defensive line. Uh, we got the Cardinals on Sunday. How, how do you how do you think that game went for them? How do you think they looked in the first half, second half? And what is your... Um, Prediction for the game against the Cardinals on Sunday. First half, dude, I mean, it just felt like last season. Which, like, I mean, obviously you're going into the season this year with good hopes. Got a lot of young guys. Haskins coming to his second year. Got Ron Rivera, great coach in him. But just seeing that first half, I mean, we were just missing some passes. They were, I mean, the defense played overall really well. But it's just like, whether it was just like, I mean, who was it? Dow Scottert and Jalen Rager had some, like, deep catches from Wentz that was just like. Yeah, we can't be letting Dallas Goddard. Hey, dude, I got him in one of my fantasy leagues. Careful there. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, but once it's against uh, the football team. When it's against the Washington football team, you better come correct. Um, But, yeah, so, like, halftime, you just feel a little defeated. But I I think Ron that the difference in that game is Ron Rivera. Like, what he said in the locker room really, like, resonated through them. And they have Jack Del Rio as their defensive coordinator. Like, that's two big-time coaches that have coached big-time playoff games, Super Bowl, in between. And it's... With like the let uh, letting go of Bruce Allen, like I mean that's immediately like a step in the right direction. Bruce Allen's a schmuck. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, I hate that guy. Dude. I, it's like I know a lot of people don't like Snyder, but like he's starting to take some good steps. I think. I mean, obviously there was the, all those accusations. So I'm not going to speak on that. I don't know the depth of that, but um, definitely heading in the right direction. Even just like the recent draft picks over the past couple of years. I mean, you got to think our D line was built over yeah. our last like four years of drafting between Allen, Payne, Sweat. Chase Young, I mean, Chase Young had a day for Chase sure. Chase Young, that one and a half sacks. Dude, um, I saw a tweet yesterday that uh, Ryan Kerrigan was NFC Defensive Player of the Week. Oh, actually? Yeah, the entire he, NFC. He had a good game, but I, I don't know. That's surprising. That. He had two sacks, uh, a couple tackles for loss, uh, losses. But, um, I mean, yeah, that D-line is just, they were getting a lot That's of pressure awesome. on Carson Wentz. Yeah, I mean, they shut him down that second half. The offense was able to put stuff together. The running back position definitely needs a little work. Yeah. But, this week is just going to be interesting with the Cardinals because I feel like we'll be able to get penetration like on Kyler Murray, but once he gets outside of the pocket, exactly. we got to worry about DeAndre Hopkins. I mean, Fitzgerald is old, but like you know what I mean, like DeAndre Hopkins is basically all he did. Like, who's going to be guarding him? And then I mean, yeah, I, I think Kenyon Drake's going to have a rough day for sure. But if we can keep Murray contained yeah. and make him pass, it will be like a good game. Like obviously Hopkins is an elite receiver. Our secondary, we don't have like someone on that level as him. But, like, I think we'll be able to compete. If we shut down that run game, make them force them to pass, like, make them a little frustrated, I think we'll be a good game. Yeah. I would like to see, because um, I saw the Bears are willing to dice Allen Robinson. Oh, I would like to see us make a push, because we need another receiver to go alongside, excuse me, Terry McWillan. Dude, yeah. Because, I mean, Dontrell Inman, he's, like, what, 31 in our number Sims three receiver. Junior. Yeah, Sims is good. Um, Sims is and, then, and then Cam Sims is even decent. He got pulled up from practice squad, I think, or something like that. 
And then Gandy Golden could be good, but like we need like a guy right now. So yeah. it's like Alan Robinson could be that guy. Dude, if we had Alan Robinson and Terry McLaurin, that, that would, would probably be a top ten receiver duo in the NFL. Easily, dude. And it's the fact that McLaurin's well, like twenty three, coming off his rookie year, great year. I, dude, like who won offense rookie of the year last year? Like I, I, I was making a push for him, but like it was a quarterback, right? It might have. Was it Murray? I think it was Murray. I, I can see that. I can see that. But I mean, he didn't have that great. I, McLaurin was like on a different level compared to the rest of the team. No, compared he really to like, was. Yeah, in terms of the rest of the team, yeah, it was like <laughs> light years above them. Exactly. But um, so Vegas has them a plus six and a half. So the Cardinals are expected to win. Now they didn't have big expectations going into the season, but they just beat the Super Bowl runner-ups, the 49ers. If you guys didn't know, that was a really tight game. Crazy. So yeah, so they're rewarding the Cardinals with a six and a half point uh, slide. Do you think the skins cover that? I I, I always hate it because, like, talking about this is, like, the one team I'm afraid I'm going to jinx just because, like... Hey, just, I, just knock on some wood, right? Before you hey, say whatever you know, you're about to say. I, 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 I think they'll cover. a lot of wood in this office. I, I, I think they'll cover. It might come down to, like, field goal or something. Like, a plus three and a half might be a little more respectable. But, yeah, I, I, I'd say they cover. For yeah. sure. Just, I, I, I'm tempted to take them money line. It's just, I, I just... I wouldn't be a bad caller. Man, 2-0. Can you imagine us starting 2-0? 2-0 heading into Cincinnati, Eight. which is like, who they got, Joe Burrow? Like, like that's it. That's about <laughs> it, dude. Scoring the Russian touchdowns. I mean, like. their kicker folded for them the other day, dude. That's a shame, dude. I mean... <sighs> I remember watching that game live, and Burrow went in with like a minute 30 left to drive them 85 yards, and I was like, dude, this is going to be a great start to his career, because I could just feel that when that drive was going, they were clicking. They were throwing out routes, slants, like everything. He didn't miss a beat from last he year. He did right? not miss a beat, and then it's just like to get that far down there and then throw a touchdown to A.J. Green if, he, if he pushed off. I mean, I at the end of the day, he, I, he may have extended his arm, but dude, Give it to him, man. It's that's what it's, it's, it it's it's just crazy because that's a game changing call. Yeah, it, it was the same thing with uh the Rams and with oh Jalen Ramsey. Yeah, and it's like he. I mean, he sold it, but like who no, no, Matt, no, that was not pass interference. It was not like who was it? Michael Michael Gallup. Right? I think it was Gallup. And it's like he had his arm extended, but that's just like that's what you do. Like you want to feel where your quarterback's at. You want to feel where the receiver's at. Like you you're, yeah. you're looking in the sky. Like you touch each other. No, Ramsey just like flopped and, back. And it's like they tried saying it broke his stride, and like he maybe stuttered like a half second but no. like he did not break his stride or stop or no anything. there was a lot of he got burnt, bad like, calls that i saw on sunday so the refs got to get their, their stuff like, together the cowboys lost because of that and it's like yeah i mean i mean that was literally like the game because um that was with like a minute left in the game or like a minute 30 and then, or something. yeah it's, it's a shame but um all right so go skins uh what is your super bowl prediction because i know the season started last week but i was i was when i was watching the pre-shows all the guys were making the super bowl mm-hmm. predictions so i want to ask you I'm going to the championship this year. I'm going to have to go with Chiefs-Seahawks, honestly. That is literally exactly what I was going to say. All right. I, I, I to a T, dude. I'm pretty go. sure I was, I was talking with Benji, like, the other night, and I was like, dude, I don't know what I'm going to say when I have the podcast with Eric. And I was like, dude, Chiefs-Seahawks sounds nice. I mean, it's like, nice. the Seahawks are very consistent. Russ is very efficient. I mean, obviously, you got Patrick Mahomes. I think the, the, the Patriots will give them a run for their money with Cam and then just Belichick, like, yeah, like, you, you can never count them out. I don't know who's going to be in the NFC. I mean, I think it's going to be, of course, Seahawks going to the championship, but I think that AFC championship is going to be Chiefs-Ravens. Yeah, I was about to say the Ravens are also. I think, I think Chiefs-Ravens, and then I want to say the Saints, but, dude, the Saints, I'm just not, not I, I, I think, think it's going to be the Saints. So Until they prove themselves, like, yeah, this And point, the refs absolutely hate the Saints really in the playoffs. Do. So until they can get past that. Low-key um, Packers, though. Yes, this past week especially, like Devontae Adams had like 15 catches. Also, having fantasy. Shout Me out. too. <laughs> oh, you got you got two leagues. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, our league. How do you, what do you think about our draft in our league the other day? <laughs> we we obviously had a, a couple people have some questionable drafts. Cole just didn't draft, which was took a nap or something. That's his his fault. But uh, yeah. they're stuck together. Cole. Trump Trump took. Hope you're doing well, champ. <laughs> Trump took uh, Mason Crosby like in the eighth round when he meant to take like Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, <laughs> just Benji come. took Le'Veon Bell in like the second round, and I was like, dude, you're a mark. I was like, you yeah, can't, like, you can't fall for that again. That's dude. what I'm saying. Because he, he took Le'Veon Bell last year in our league. Pretty not sure. actually. Yeah, dude, he was last year. He was not good. He's just the Jets aren't that great of a team. I mean, no. Why would you? Yeah, I would not want to play for the Jets. Uh, not a good franchise right there. I mean, they were right back when they had Mark Sanchez. They went to this weirdly. They went to the AFC Championship against the Colts, right? I think when so, the year the Colts yeah. and Sage yeah. went to the Super Bowl. Yeah, that was when uh, Rex Ryan was there. So That's I mean, when Trace, Tracy Porter had that pick six. Yeah, dude, that, 
Yep, dude. He's like pointing to the camera and stuff when he was running. That was legendary. Like, iconic moment right there. Um, yeah, so we both went Chief Seahawks. Uh, today is September 17th, and we hope we get that right because that's going to be in February. I hope so. Now, you want to hear something crazy? I don't want to jinx him, but when I had my when I did a podcast with Ben, like a couple, like this probably, like, this is before the NBA playoffs have started, but the bubble had like picked back up. So, oh, like, like that. regular season play. I was like, give me your finals prediction. He said Heat Lakers. And I was like, the Heat? I actually remember talking to him about that, too. Yeah, he That's... was like, and I was like, why? And he was like, dude, like, the Heat are turning up. Because, he, I mean, my man's obsessed with basketball. He knows it in and out. And he was like, yeah, dude, I, I think the Heat are going to make a run. And I was like, That's a hot take. But now, flash forward, I'm like, they look good. I, I was starting to think that, like, beginning of the playoffs. I mean, what they did to the Bucks, what they did to, uh, who was it before? They Sixers. obviously, yeah, and then the Sixers. The Sixers? No, the, the Celtics beat the Sixers. No, 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 it wasn't. They're, they're what, like... Nine and one now in the playoffs. They obviously just beat the Celtics. They have one loss against the Bucks. They swept someone. They yeah. They murked. Who was it? Was the whoever the Pacers? Yeah, the Pacers. Like the Pacers just didn't even wasn't even the competition. No, no. no, But like, I I think Jimmy Butler has a lot to prove because it's like if they make the finals, even like that's putting some respect on his name as the starting team. Yeah, because like and Tyler Hero. I mean, twenty years old. I looked it up. What's older? Crazy dude. It's weird. Yeah, like his birthday's in January of two thousand. That's crazy. So that man can't legally. My beer right now. Like, would you rather be a starter for the Heat or doing a podcast at Radford right now? Which would you rather be doing, dude? Living no. in Miami, making millions of dollars. No, he's I mean, honestly, <laughs> he's the man. He's he showed up. He's made some big time shots really. for them in the last few games. But um, yes, yeah, so we have Heat Celtics game two tonight. Heat are up one zero in that series, and we also have Lakers Nuggets game one tonight. I'm super pumped for those series. But before we we talk about we preview them, let's say uh, let's talk a little bit about the Nuggets and the Clippers. And how that series went. Um, 3-1, Clippers were up, ended up folding. Going into Game 7 two nights ago, how did you think it was going to play out? I, I can't lie. I knew the Nuggets had it in them, dude. Just whether it be the momentum or, the, I mean, the Clippers, I don't want to say they seemed defeated, but, like, they just weren't playing their best offense at all. Like, I mean, obviously you got your guys that are playing good defense. Most, my, most of those players would strap up defenders. But the shots were just not falling for them. I mean, the under kept hitting. So I was just like, all right, either the Nuggets shoot well, get up to like 100 or something, or the Clippers just shut them down on defense somehow. And yeah, they PG shot like, four for 16, and uh, Kawhi shot six for 22. That's crazy. If my, my numbers are correct. Dude, and like towards the end of the game, like I thought Kawhi was just going to like start popping up shots, like trying to take over, but like he was playing a little passive. I don't know if he was just trying to like keep the game under control, but they were like down like 13 or 15 at this point, and he, he was turning the ball over, and I'm like, yeah. What I mean, is happening? I kind of now, like, in hindsight, I'm, like, more excited for the Nuggets because I'm, like, now someone, like, we are finally going to get to see a great center matchup exactly. between AD and Jokic because AD, who was guarding him in the Rocket series? Like, um... <sighs> no, because PJ Tucker was playing center. PJ Tucker, yeah. But he was guarding, like, JaVale and Dwight. Yeah. So, like... And they had to play small ball. I think it was... To match up with the Rockets line. Yeah. And I think... Yeah, so I guess... Tucker would become, but it's like Covington's their four. So yeah. it's like him guarding AD or LeBron, whoever the four is, when yeah. they're playing small. So like, that's I mean, just not turning I'm well. super excited to see this because, because uh, what it's going to be Rondo on Murray or Danny Green on Murray. Yeah. And then dude, LeBron. This will be a good time to have Avery Bradley for sure. Yeah. Because like, I'm, I'm pumped, dude. Like, I'm super excited for this series. Um, Heat are looking good. What is your, what is your final prediction between, between these matchups? I, I like. The Celtics team, but I just don't think they have it them right now. Like I'm gonna take the Heat. They just like, look kind of burned out. Yeah, it's it's weird. And it's like I mean, they they had a chance to win that game off of that like push off foul where like the Heat player got pushed into Jason Tatum or whatever, mm-hmm. or, or was Jason Tatum that pushed? I, I don't remember. So Marcus Smart got like free throws out after that because the Heat player got pushed into the Celtics player. So like it was an offense or defense uh, foul or whatnot. So they they had the chance to tie the game and then still ended up losing. Yeah. So like that. I mean, that that for game one. Obviously, it's it's hard in the bubble. You really don't have your home court advantage, which I think that's where the Clippers were definitely hindered a little bit. Um, but I, I think the Heat, and then I mean, I want LeBron to win. I'm a big LeBron guy, but I I also He's a LeBron guy. I I do want to see like Jokic and Murray have a chance to like make a name for themselves. I mean, same with Jimmy Butler. It's like this is a chance like guys yeah. for themselves. I think Nuggets Heat would be such a cool finals. It would be, it would be so unexpected. Like. If someone before the season predicted Nuggets Heat, I'd be like, dude, what are you doing? <laughs> like, like, no, you're like, crazy. Not a chance. Crazy, dude. But um, 
I don't know, man. I feel like this game one tonight is going to be really telling of how that series is going to go because I think it will be tight, but I don't know. I, preferably, I'm going to say I'm going to say Lakers win in six, and uh, and Heat win in five. Five, okay. Yeah, I, I think I, I can see. I don't know. <laughs> I, I can see the Lakers Nuggets going to seven, and then Heat Celtics going to six. Dude, game just seven in the conference finals right now would just be like these game sevens. I'm getting like so energetic. Yeah, they're about to happen, dude. They're so excited. They're they're nice when they roll around. I I think uh, LeBron eighty definitely just got to be careful not to go uh, up three one. I mean, <laughs> yeah, just don't go up three one and fold it. Like, um, give them one if you have to make it two to two, and then just go from there. Yeah, like dude, it's just it's just such a blessing having sports back. And now we have football, we have so basketball, nice. we have hockey, we have fights, we have baseball, we like soccer. Like just think of it. Like a couple months ago, we couldn't buy a, a sporting event. It's like and now we just can't we can't get rid of them. Except it, for last night. Last night was a dry a dry spell. Yeah, last night was but there yeah, like there's a point where it's like you're watching replays of games from like years ago because it's like the sports channels had nothing to talk about. Yeah. And it's just like Yeah, I remember watching in like April, they were showing the uh Lakers Celtic series from the 08 finals where Paul George or Paul oh. Pierce went down with a knee injury and then mm -hmm. came back. I was watching that game and I was like Dude, what is this is sick. I was like, this is <laughs> so like so sick. They're 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 great to watch, but at the same time, it's just like yeah. having that consistency of like, like series like every other day, or like you know you got NHL tonight, you got NBA tomorrow. I mean, yeah, dude, like the other day, what was it like NFL, uh, NBA, NHL, Major League Soccer, baseball, like WNBA, all in the same day. Like, That's what I'm saying. They're just pumping out content for us, and it's crazy. I love it, dude. I like it gives us something to bet on. But you're not a huge betting man. I, you dabble. Uh, yeah, I, I dabble. I try to... Yeah, you dabble. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm a for, sports fan, like a sport fan in general. Like, I can sit down and watch a game and enjoy myself. But, like, it's like, if I'm feeling something, I'm feeling something. You yeah, know, that's why I need I need to stop betting for fun and maybe start, like, taking a step back. Because, like, what I was saying when I did a podcast with Sam and Kyle for Beat the Bell yesterday is that I've taken a lot of money out of the stock market and been gambling with oh, that because I, I don't have enough time to research companies. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, hey, I'd rather just, like, just bring like, up some of the sporting events. So... That's what I've been doing, but I think I might get back into the stock market, take a step back from sports betting. Because I mean, it's not that it's been going bad. It's just like it's almost like every day yeah, yeah. I'm betting on something, or like every couple of days. So um, I feel that. Yeah. Um, next weekend, we got a huge fight. We got UFC two fifty three Israel Adesanya versus Paulo Costa, both fighters undefeated. So someone's O has got to go on Saturday, September twenty sixth, two thousand and twenty. Our boy, Kyle, will be down for it. He's Let's making go. the journey uh, that Friday. I was talking to him yesterday. He said he's coming down that Friday. Uh, hopefully, we can get another couple people. Maybe he can, like, bring an army with him or something. Yeah, I, I'm going to invite Cole, and then I think Brian's coming this weekend. Yeah, Brian is coming this weekend. But, yeah, and I mean, we could get yeah. Damon. Like, we could get a swag going. That like, fight card is stacked. We got two title fights. There's also uh, John Jones' recently relinquished belt is on the line. So, it's Dominic Reyes against Jan Blahovich in the Comey event. Um, you know, some other good fights on the prelims and stuff like that, but that nothing like that main event. Uh, you're a big Adesanya fan, right? Or is that, no, Matt, Matt is a big yeah, Adesanya fan. Yeah, I think, yeah, I would say, I think it's Matt, but I mean, if, you, if you're going to ask me in this fight, yeah, Adesanya is, yeah. it's, it's, it's a fight built for him. But you right? guys all enjoy the fights. Like, yeah. you love watching the fights. It's yeah, and like that, like, that's the thing with the sports betting. It's like, I can sit there, watch the fights and enjoy it, but it's like, if like a fight comes around, I'm feeling it, like. Yeah, you, you, you put get a that feeling in your stomach that yeah. this guy's gonna exactly. win. Yeah, but like I mean, uh, I you actually like definitely got me into it. I mean, between you, Dom, and uh, Kyle watching it a ton, whatever you guys came by, like it's yeah, it's infectious for sure. It's also it's so it's also so cool because it's like you have you have basketball on during the day, you have football on during the day. Exactly. Fights are just always exclusively mm -hmm. at nighttime. You know what I mean? It's like you literally wait the entire day, and then at ten o'clock, yeah. that's when they start. So it's, Gives you something to do, especially like waiting a couple of weeks for like like um like a main event like two fifty three or whatever maybe to roll around like you get excited for that like the the days coming up yeah like, and they start pumping out the content on YouTube like the preview shows and they have the press conference and the trash talk and but I mean both these guys are undefeated like that's that's extremely rare that a title fight has two undefeated guys I can't even think of the last time that's happened but um. I don't know. I'm not going to give a prediction just yet because I'll probably touch up on it in my podcast next week. But I'm super pumped for that one, and I am super stoked to watch it at Tech with the army of people. For and sure. I also know I'm going to be spending a lot of money on food that weekend too. <laughs> you got it. Uh, yeah, nothing like days at uh, at Fox Ridge, though. I mean, like just the setup. I mean, like, it was just it was just more 
Um, I'm not saying I like it more because I mean you guys have a great location and it is like there is a decent amount of room in your new apartment mm-hmm. and there's one less person living there. But um, it's just like the size of Fox Ridge was just massive. I feel like exactly. I could like play a tennis match in the in the it, living room. That's the thing, and it's like you could have like your group going on like partying over here, like people watching fights over here, watching games over here. And it's like just people dispersed. Yeah, Dom playing with his little rat over yeah. there, or whatever, whatever he had. <laughs> Buster. Yeah, the, the the hamster. Buster the hamster, dude. R.I.P. R.I.P. Honestly, <laughs> rest in peace to Buster. Um, okay, we're gonna get into some random topics slash questions now. And uh, first one is extremely weird, but I saw it on Google yesterday. If you could combine any two animals together to make one new animal, which ones would you choose and what would it be called? I like this question, honestly. Um, have you seen Avatar, The Last Airbender by chance? I, I mean, I've seen like parts of, <laughs> to be honest, I have not seen Avatar in its entirety. And I'm um, extremely sorry, because people are probably upset at me for that. Hey, it's a great show, no harm though. Um, uh, do you by chance like know like the main character like Aang, whatnot? Yeah, I know what she do looks you, like. Um, do you know like his like big like beast flying the white one with like the arrow like going down? It's like I don't think so. It's a flying bison. So it's like a lot of the animals in that show are just like hybrid animals. Like they combine them. So and, from that that one, I low key got the idea of like a bear with an eagle, like just something massive dang. enough where you could ride it, but like also something that could just like. Mess someone up if you really need to. Yeah, like, bear and eagle. So you're saying it's the size of a bear, like, it's just because it's like it, it's like big enough where you can ride it. Like say like like a horse or something like it flew, but it's like imagine a bear. Like it could like, just attack. Like imagine like a lion or something where you could just like obviously. I hope you're not just trying to harm people. But, like it would just be kind of cool. No, like, no, no one would mess with you. I, mean, I know like, what you mean. But at the same time, like that would be good if those were out in nature. The, those would just be wreaking havoc, havoc everywhere. Dude, what about an alligator and a kangaroo? That would be interesting. Or an alligator and a giraffe. Which which way? Like with the like, neck and like then the, like like the size of a giraffe and the neck of a giraffe and then just like the but yeah like the the jaws and yeah, snout just, of the yeah, alligator. Yeah, yeah, that would be. I don't know. That'd be kind of weird though, dude. Imagine that thing chasing you. It's just like oh, that would be. Dude, I, alligators are so freaky. I remember one time I went to um, I was vacationing in, in Florida and there was a um, like a little resort like out back because um, like we were at a resort. And there was like a little like lake for everyone, mm-hmm. and uh, they had signs all around, and it was like uh, like alligator like warning mm-hmm. like you're swimming amongst alligators. But they had like a sectioned off net like fifty yeah. yards out like for the resort. But if you got past that net, like and they're not guaranteeing anything. And it's right? like even then you're putting your money on a net. Like yeah, like, no, I was so so I was swimming in there. Dude, did you hear about that um, kid at one of the Disney resorts? Like I think it was like the same like style where they have like the net where to try and prevent them and like uh-huh. all the signs. Like this kid, they were like at like a movie night show with like the screen outside whatnot the kid just wandered off to like the pond and just like alligator got it that's terrible and it's like it's terrible because i mean it's like obviously there was like a lot of fire under disney it's like how do you let some of this happen there's a lot of fire under the parents it's like how do you let your kid do this which is like i mean imagine losing your kid and people going at you like you're an irresponsible parent like i mean yeah that's terrible it's like yeah yeah, no um yeah i wonder how often they check those nets that's like, what because saying, what like, if they're just like at the very bottom and then just chewing through them? It's, it's and like, like, how do you check it? It's like, that's murky water. It's like, yeah, I don't know how you would check it. Maybe you would just have to reinstall a new one like every like three times a year. Yeah. I mean, it might take a lot of effort and money, but. And it's like, who says the gator just doesn't get out? And, like, but I mean, once you, like, I feel like if, like, let's say that resort that I went to, an alligator attacks someone and kills someone. No one's going to want to go to that resort. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, that like, resort's going like, to lose so much money. So you might as well, like, take the precautionary things you and, need to do to assure that doesn't happen. I mean, I think you're just making a mistake by having like a pond where gators are gonna be attracted to it. Like, I mean, it's like obviously like golf courses, that's part of like the, the scenery and whatnot. You're gonna find like, if you're playing, you're gonna find like a gator or two just like chilling on the side to like, uh-huh. to like have like, cause I'm pretty sure like the, it was like the pond or whatnot, like it was relatively close to like the resort. Right? Yeah, it was like right off of it. And it's like, you could just like push it back a little bit. Like, I don't know how hard that'd be to like fill up or just, I don't know. Something with the design there should have been thought out a little differently. I no. feel. <laughs> yeah, I can play again. <laughs> so, what would you call the bear and eagle across the beagle? A beagle. It's Yeah, yeah. I mean, what, it is what it is. I mean, it works. What would you say for yours? The alligator and the giraffe. Alligator, the giraffe gator. I was gonna say that's <laughs> the giraffe gator, maybe. <laughs> yeah, for sure, the giraffe gator. Like um, okay, random topic slash question number two. If you guys don't know, 
My man is a relatively massive snowboarder. He's been a handful or multitude of times actually, right? Like you've been to Utah. Yeah. You've been to every out west I've only been to Utah, but I've been We've been to every resort around here, right? Like in um, Virginia or West you, Virginia. Yeah, what Virginia doesn't really have any. There's snowshoe down in West Virginia that's pretty nice. Pennsylvania has a handful. I really want to go uh like up northeast to like Maine, New Hampshire area, because like yeah, that's where the mountains get a little bit better. You get some actual snow. I mean around here it's called I don't know if you're familiar, it's called the Ice Coast. And that's just for the reason, obviously. Um, you want some nice pattern when you're snowboarding, skiing, whatnot. If you're going down, you got like your leg base, the sun comes out, melts it, it gets a little bit colder again, it freezes over. Yeah. You're going down, like you're scratching up your board, your skis, and it's just, you can't like carve or do what try to break. Yeah, you can't. It's just not fun to ride on. Yeah. So, I mean, like, I've had some not so great experiences out here. I've had some days where it's like, I mean, it's a day by day. It's a season by season type thing around here. They feel like you're going up to Pennsylvania, whether it's like Wisp, Liberty, White's Hill. Um, but it is a different animal out west. Like, I mean, I could totally imagine. The, like, the, the max elevation peaks around here are usually like 1,000 feet, maybe like 1,500. Out west, it's like 10,000. Jeez. And it's like, so I'm breathing get, gets thin up there. It does. And it's like, I mean, it's it's not like terrible, but like between, you actually like have to layer up out there because like between the wind, you don't know when a, like a storm may come in for a little bit. You don't know like just how cold it's going to be up top. Versus, I mean, it's like 10, 15 degrees colder up top versus down at like the the lodge and whatnot. Yeah. Versus like around here, like you you'll be trying to snowboard or ski in like forty degree weather. It just does not work too well. Mm-hmm. Which that's where that ice comes in. Obviously. Did you go um on the trip to Canada in high school? I did not. I just. Wasn't feeling that bus ride. Yeah, that bus ride because like I didn't go either. It was like fourteen hours there, like twelve hours. It's something like, ridiculous. Like I mean, I definitely want to go up at some point, but like. So you've never been to Canada? You've never I tested have, out the snow there? I've never left the country actually. That's really? one. Yeah, that's one thing I definitely need to get done soon. Yeah, I don't know. I, I like, I like have left the country, but like not really. Like I went on a cruise, and oh, I feel so like it's that. like, yeah, you know, like I did, but I didn't because like they would just pull up the boat to to the shore, or the cruise to like the shore, and you would just get out, hang out there for like ten hours, and like. Where'd you go, like the Caribbean um, Islands or something? No, I went to um, the Bahamas. Baham- I got you, I got you. Yeah, it was fun. I was so young, though. I was like five. Oh, so, I mean, do, do you remember pretty well? Or, like, yeah, yeah, I remember it fairly well. It was it was for my um, my grandparents' 50-year anniversary, so they took, like, my aunts, my uncles, all the cousins. But mm-hmm. Let's get back to, I don't want to put this on no, here. I want to get back to snowboarding. snowboarding. So, um, what other um, reasons do you prefer the Utah snow and, and snowboarding in Utah? compared to going to like Liberty or something like around here. Utah's nice in particular because um like if you're flying in, we usually stay like in Salt Lake Salt Lake City, which is nice because like it's a little bit smaller of a city, but it's like still got the city vibes obviously. The hotel we usually stay in, it's like you can see the jazz stadium, you can see all like the bars Dang, and that's stuff. Sick. It's like and uh Utah University is just down the way. Like it's it's a nice city honestly. And it's it's the view is crazy. It's like you have like a mountain range here. You have like one across the lake over here. It is just the most beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. It's like driving in from the airport. It's like a thirty minute drive, which isn't bad at all. Like you're seeing all this on the way. The scenery is probably beautiful. It's it's crazy. Um, and then it's like within Salt Lake City, you can go up with like two hours out. There's like thirteen different resorts, which is the crazy thing about. It. So it's like one day you hit this place, you're like, all right, let's go to this place different or uh, this place today, and it's just nice because you can get some uh. Just switch it up a little bit, get yeah. some uh, different slopes. Where it's like, I haven't been to Colorado, I need to do that. But um, if you find like Denver, it's like you drive like two hours out to this resort, you stay at this resort because like the next resort's like two or three hours out yeah, of this resort. Away. Exactly. So it, that's like the big reason I haven't done that. Mm-hmm. But I've been trying to. Obviously, I mean, obviously, between that and then the any marijuana being legal there, it's like you, you've got to take a trip eventually. Just like yeah. the same with California. Now, do you, because um, I'm assuming you go with your brothers and your dad and your family. Mm-hmm. Do they snowboard, ski? What, what do they prefer? Uh, my dad skis. My sister skis. Dads love skiing. They really do. My dad skis. He's like, oh, I'm snowboarding. But yeah, I'll ski though. My oldest brother, he actually uh, went here. So I mean, he would all he would always go up to snowshoe like every winter. Um, he really got me, me and my other two brothers into it. So we're all snowboarders, which is nice because like the four of us can hit a lift together. Yeah. Bomb it together. I mean, it's a lot more fun versus like, not not that my dad's not a good skier, but it's like we're obviously cruising where it's like I mean he's gonna. Be a little more cautious just take his time he's obviously gonna go at his own speed but it's like half the time it's like we get to the bottom we're like all right like we're waiting to get back on the lift yeah no i mean no shame pops but <laughs> no yeah so do you um do you ever ski like do you ever try on the skis and mess around with it I, I did when i was younger i've been meaning to just like give it a shot because like i mean it's a little bit of a different game but like yeah. 
I, I thought it was easier because like I went to Bryce like two years ago and I've skied before, but I had never snowboarded before. So I tried because we were there for like three days. So the first two days I snowboarded and then the last day I skied. And I don't know, I mean, I, I definitely, like snowboarding I thought was more fun, but like I thought skiing was more like controllable, more easy. Mm -hmm. like, it's, yeah, it's, the way I would put it is snowboarding is easier to pick up, but once like you're good at skiing, like, that's like it's, I, I'd skied my first like four times that I'd been there. So maybe if I tried boarding earlier. Yeah, I, I, I would say like the big thing is like, like a peak, like, I mean, you got the best skiers in the world. Like you're up here, you got the best snowboarders in the world. Like they're not on the same level. Like it's just not even close, whether it's tricks, whether it's speed, whether it's like, um, like the extreme, like terrain going, like going down cliffs, like the helicopter jumps, whatnot. Like mm -hmm. it's just like a different level of your, and it's like, I mean, a lot of, obviously skiing's older. So it's like, it got, it has a, like a richer history. Like more people are surrounded. I mean, that's obviously like why our parents do it. Cause snowboarding, snowboarding really only got big. It's like relatively like, new. Like Sean White made it big. I mean, like yeah. in reality with like the X games and the Olympics, but it's um, basically just, uh, skateboarding on snow. Yeah, and it's like, I mean, I feel like it's really more of an American thing compared to like European, where it's like, if you go like to the Swiss Alps or something like that, it's like everyone skis. Like, and there's like certain trails even like, or even like, uh, uh, like out west where it's like, all right, like only ski because like certain, the way you snowboard can carve it up, uh, like carve the slope up a little more where it's like, if you're skiing, like you just go. Mm -hmm. And it's like, if you're good enough, you just go on a snowboard, but it's like your balance is a little harder because you're sideways yeah. going down the mountain, I mean. Do you ever mess around with like tricks and stunts and anything? I've tried, my brother's. Well, older or younger? Older brother. I've seen him wipe out a good amount, so I've definitely been hesitant to it. I um, met uh, D.A. Giovanna, you know him, right? Yeah, with Eagle Ridge with him. Yeah, he, I've seen him, I've, I've been to Liberty with him like once or twice with like uh, Jack and a couple other guys, and I've seen him and some other boys do some insane tricks. I've seen oh, he's a, he's a snowboarder. Uh, he, yeah, he can do tricks. Yeah, yeah, but then he's ha yeah. There's some skiers there that are just insane too, and it's like I mean I've seen him wipe out a, a few times. I've seen some other people wipe out. I mean you just like you're riding the lift. There's some violent wipeouts, and you're like yeah. I mean I and it's like I mean I love snowboarding, but it's like at the same time like do I want to bust my back on like a rail right yeah. now and just like now I don't mean to put you on the spot, but do you go. Black diamond, blue. It's it, like how do you how do you go about it? Around here, the black diamonds are nothing. They're like, easy what, for you. Dude, I look at the black what? diamond. It's just like straight now. I'm like holy, we go blue, dude. I'm mean, go azul. Yeah, you go out west and there's some blues like you you'll look down and see that. Like there's yeah. there's some that's like most people like they're doing like that full like whole mountain turn because they don't just want to go straight. I mean it's like there's some. I definitely struggle with a couple blues out there, but mm -hmm. it's like a black is more of a challenge out there for sure. Not the double blacks are like impossible. Like you, you gotta be a professional. You're gonna to die, do. yeah. Because it's like they're in the woods. They have the moguls, which are like meant yeah. for skiers. Dude, we should make it a point to go get a, get an army of people together, or even just go with like a, a handful of us. Because I'm gonna be home. We both have extremely long winter breaks mm -hmm. this year, so we're gonna be home for like a long period of time. We should try to get like. Uh, an Airbnb somewhere like do uh, like Bryce, Snow Liberty Snowshoe. Snowshoe's like, good for that because you can get like a cabin or something. It's that's what I'm saying. That'd be a, that'd be a fun weekend, and I feel like I'd be able to learn a lot from you guys snowboarding because I just snowboard. I wouldn't. I mean, I, I might ski like one day, but I don't know. And but at the same time, it's like if you're going to like try and do, I, I get like trying to figure out which one is better for you, but like if you go like head on for one, your odds are you're going to do a little bit better. Versus trying to learn both, you know. What I'm yeah, exactly, hundred percent. Um, man, fifty minutes. Should we keep going? Got, I mean, got, I'm feeling good. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. So um, we'll, we'll wrap it up with this. Um, before we were talking, before we started the podcast, we were talking a little bit about video games. Eric, of course, is an avid video game player, much like myself. Um, I just want to know, what is your favorite year of Madden, 2K, and COD, and why? Madden? We'll start with Madden. Yeah, we'll start with Madden. Madden 12. Was it old? Madden 12 was the one with Peyton Hillis. Of the brown yeah, guy. yeah, yeah. That that had like um, like the original like franchise mode where they first made so you could do like the draft with like uh, yeah. other people and like play each other. That one was crucial. That, that was great just because of that reason. I, I know they have that now, but it's just like that OG game, like of being able to do that was just a different level. Yeah, um, I would say maybe for me, maybe Madden twenty five because that's when they had the, they had the option. I remember like that's when like I like abused the option with the 49ers because they were running the triple read option at the time. They had the Michael James, Frank Gore, and Colin mm -hmm. Kaepernick. That team was it's If you know how to do the triple read option in Madden twenty five, it was impossible to and stop. Yeah, that that was crazy too because like the fact they just didn't have 
half the offenses they do today back then like with Madden it's like it's like half the time like you could just run go routes and they can connect to like you don't really have to play yeah. strategic but now it's like oh now you have to play strategic and I mean it's obviously good for the uh, just like the evolution of the game but like it's not something you can pick up and just be good at whereas no. before it's like we could play a game and like we'd be putting up numbers. Yeah, I mean, you could like weave in and out of people. Like if you yeah, like, off, like they, if you were just fast enough, if you were to Sean Jackson or Devin Hester, you just hit a sideline, cut it right back, cut it right back. Um, okay, now what about two K? Two K. This is a little. This is a hard one for me. I, th- I would say my favorite one. I think it was fourteen. That was the one I went hardest on for my player. So I, I put a lot of hours into that. I think that was. I couldn't tell you who the cover of that one was. Is that Paul George? No, Paul George was like 16. 2014 might have been... I think 20, 2K13 was a combination. It was like KD, AD, and uh, Derrick Rose, I think. Let me look it up. I was about to say, the one I'm thinking of might be MJ, honestly. No, that's 2K11. That's what I was going to say. Okay, 2K11. 2K11 was... Um, that was a good one. That was Yeah, that was probably my favorite one to date. Um, let's look up who was on the cover. Is it, is it the one with LeBron? No, it was. Uh, it's KD, Derrick okay, Rose, was... and Blake Griffin on the cover of 2K13. Okay, okay wait, what's, what's 14 now? Wait, Paul George has been on 2K covers twice? No, no, no. Blake Griffin was on 13. 13 was Derrick Rose, KD, oh, and Blake Griffin. Yeah. K- 14 K- was K- LeBron. Yeah, that, that's the one I'm thinking of then. Yeah, the one with LeBron throwing up yeah, the Yeah, yeah, that one's yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's a tough picture. That's uh, the year the Heat fell apart, though. With, yeah, uh, that's Spurs. Spurs, right? Yeah. 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 We were talking about that coming in here. Um, saying, did, did Kawhi like, fold his legacy? Did Paul George fold his legacy? But I feel like when you think back to Kawhi, Paul George maybe, but when you look back at Kawhi, it's like, man, he strapped LeBron in the finals, won MVP when he was 23. It's crazy. Right around that age. Went to a new team, won a championship his first year against a dynasty. Granted, they may have been hurt, maybe, but it is what it is, man. I mean, they got the championship, and then he's on a new team this year, so I don't think he folded his legacy, but, uh, man. That's, yeah. yeah, I mean, I think the big thing with Kawhi was, like, he was always an elite defender. It was just, like, once, like, Tim Duncan, Tony Parker, Ginobili, like, got to the ends of their career, like, yeah, he was like, I, I got to step up my offensive game. So that's when his mid-range got nice. That's when his three got nice. I mean, you saw it in Toronto, obviously. Like, he became an elite school. Yeah, he's just, and, like, he's such a well-rounded player. So, yeah. so well-rounded. Mm-hmm. It's um, just his length and, like, yeah, it's crazy. Now, um, what's your favorite Call of Duty of all time? Personal stuff to me because I'm not a huge COD guy. I feel, uh, it's hard because like a lot of people will say different. I'm gonna say Black Ops Two, which I know like that's a popular one, but just between the Nuke Town and that, the zombies. I, overall, I've I love the gun favorite. games that they have in that. Yeah, like, like the party in the chamber. Yeah, um, sticks and stones. And it's just like the maps that they had, like the cruise ship one too. Like those are all just so. Oh, cool. dude, that cruise ship is money. That's probably one of my favorite maps. But dude, nothing like Nuketown. Nuketown is just like it's so classic. It's just like it's so it's like it's small, but it's like there's a lot a lot of hiding places, mm-hmm. a lot of like places to like take advantage and of. It's something. like small enough where you can like actually know the map too, where it's like you play some somewhere else and it's just like three or four times three or four times the size and it's just like you're a little bit lost playing sometimes. Yeah, hundred percent. Um Man, I think we're going to conclude this episode. This was solid, man, for 54 minutes, right around 54 minutes. Um, man, solid, solid episode. I had a good time chatting with you. Finally able to get you on here. But, uh, yeah, before you guys, before we, we end it, again, I'm going to drill it into you guys. Make sure, top of the description, St. Jude. Get in touch with someone at Teak at Virginia Tech. Get in touch with Eric. Help make a donation. Um, Eric, do you have any um, closing statements, remarks, or shout-outs you'd like to give to anyone? Uh, thanks for having me on, man. I mean... For sure, dude. It's been a good time. Solid episode. Yeah, I had a great time <laughs> chatting with you about all sorts of stuff today. But um, yeah, make sure to also follow Eric on Instagram at Eric underscore Palmer 18. Um, make sure to check out my social media accounts. They're going to be in the description below. So just scroll down. But uh, thank you very much for watching or listening, whichever one you guys did today. Uh, please share with your friends, family, aunts, uncles, like, comment, subscribe, do all that good stuff. Stay tuned for next week. But today was Thursday, September 17, 2020. This was Season 2, Episode 32. I'm your host of the show, Michael Marr. And as always, stay clean, stay safe, and stay tuned.